This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, we're in here once again with Big Head, returning guest. How you feeling, man? Feeling good. Nice to have you back, man. I'm a little tired. It's a little early. You're a little tired. Yeah. Last time I was here, it was wild. Last time... I was uh, storing coke under the table. Exactly. It wasn't even under the table so much as like on the table, I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) I had like an empty Jack Daniels that I was trying to get something out of. But okay, so for the record, you're exhausted right now because you were in the studio recording music all night? I was recording. I mean, I was making a little music and then I just kind of chilled on my phone. You know how we just lay in bed and look at the phone? Right. I was playing video games too before that. So you got a hard time going to sleep early? Yeah. Mm. Now I got this fucking app that like tracks my sleep and shit, so I know exactly how much sleep I'm getting every night and how much I should be getting. I, I kind of wish like I had like a um, old man sleeping schedule, like wake up at six, drink a coffee. That's me. I think I just want to be an old man one day, super bad. Like, oh, you can get there. Yeah, yeah. I'm for sure. Hopefully no, I get there. that's where I'm at now. I go to bed by like you know midnight, and I'm like waking up at seven and shit. <laughs> and that's been changing like steadily over the years. Where it's like when I first met my girl, every day I would go to sleep at four, wake up at noon. And then she slowly kind of like through having a different schedule kind of got me out now of Now we're dads. We're dads. You're a dad. I forgot about that. Dad. How's that going? It's pretty cool. How old? Uh, one in like five months, who's, I believe. Who's the mother? Uh, this, uh, my, my girl that I was, we kind of like broke up a little bit, but we're still cool. It's like, a, it's been like my um, girl off and on for since I was like 18. Okay. So like six years we're going on. Right. Yeah. I heard everybody breaks up in the first year. Yeah, I was on like a bunch of ecstasy, and then we just like had a kid one day. I was on like a two week ecstasy binge, and that's and you, I, yeah, you, I was just busting in her, and we just had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so much respect. Oh, she's amazing. She's, that's slightly she's the different than how it mother. went for me. Literally, I, I have like this new respect for moms. I used to like, I don't know, I had no respect for mothers. I think it's really terrible, right? No, I totally. Know I, have, you I mean, love yeah. my mom, but at, for a time before in my life. Like this year, I've changed a lot. So, yeah. but like I seen her being a mom, and I'm like, "There's how do you do this? Like, it's it's actually work. I never and I look now, I'm like, dang, my mom did that for me. Right, and yeah. it's just so unfair because no matter how helpful you want to be, you're just not ever going to be able to do any percentage of what they're doing. Like they're glued to the fucking baby for right. I don't know however many of the first few years, you know. Like and as a dad, you just kind of. You can help as much as possible, but you're just never going to really be able yeah. to contribute like they are, you know? Yeah, they just they do something different. It's something, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of chill with the kid. Right. Like, <laughs> like, I've changed some diapers, but it kind of scares me. I changed the diaper. Like, that was literally the first thing I did out of bed this morning was I changed the diaper. And all things considered, you know, considering that I was cleaning up a bunch of shit off of a baby's back and ass, it was pretty whatever. You I think know? I only changed, like, two diapers, to be honest. I'm not going to lie, because she'll call me out. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. And they were like piss diapers. I think I'm probably on a good solid six. And even that might be rounding <laughs> up a little bit. Up. She's just like better at it. So it's kind of like <laughs> if one of us is going to do it and it is pretty easy, then maybe it should be the person who's more <laughs> right. naturally talented at it. <laughs> Wait, so when did you quit doing drugs? Let's talk about sobriety. Uh, October 28th, 2019. Okay. I, I hit a lot of bottoms. I hit an emotional bottom. I hit all every bottom you could think of. I think I, mean, I was going really hard. Right. Like, so, I mean, I think I was going harder than anybody like that in the game, even if they passed away. Anybody, I mean, I was like a professional drug addict. What was your version of going hard? How hard were you going? I don't even want to say it all the way. I mean, I might say it. Um, but I, it's just like when I find drugs, when I find anything I like, I'm like, I'm going to be the best at this. <laughs> so I seen everyone else partying back in the day and being real rock stars in the music. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this the best way. Like, I'm the type to like look up drug thing like, i'm a professional i'm like i'm gonna do it this way so i don't od you're on reddit like really oh, and i'm the doing the stuff that people are shit. ODing off of wow but i'm like i'm gonna smoke it so i don't OD. i'm like perf i'm like and it's like it's sick and then it's like i had this huge love for it like just not feeling like myself i just mm. don't want i want it not like some people are like yeah i'm sober I, but then they'd ask me like why don't you drink alcohol or smoke weed and i'm like dude that would kill me the way i do things like mm. I've taken out some alcohol two days later. Maybe that same night I'm going to be in the bathroom storing lines. From there on, I'm going to be end up doing some other stuff with the coke. And like, right. it's crazy. Damn. So wait, when did you, when were you first say that you got into drugs? Like when was your first time popping pills or doing actual drugs as a kid and shit? I think, so I started making beats and I'm making beats for like people in my city and stuff. And, um, and what city was, are you from again? You're from up north, right? I'm from Palmdale. Oh, right. Palmdale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, and then they're always telling me like, I'm super nervous or like, I think too much when I make music because I'll, I'll delete the beat and stuff. So then they were like, you got to take a Xanax and stuff. And I never did yet until that same girl I got pregnant. Right. We had like gotten like a, a we broke up and like, um, I was, I think I was uh, 18, 19 and uh, I had a Xan, like a quarter of a Xanax. I took a quarter Xanax and I laid down and waited for it to hit me. And I was like, oh shit. Like, this feels good. Right. I was like, dude, I want this for a lot. Like, and then like, that kind of opened the doors, like, to me. And I was always the type to get scared to drink alcohol and get drunk. Like, I will drink a little to look cool. But then after I took that Xan and felt an effect of something, I was like, dude, I'm going to do, like, everything now. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of how I felt when I first tried Xanax. It was like, oh, this is the drug that comes the closest to making me feel like a regular-ass person. person. Like, it really hit me in a way that I, like, I've drank, like, a bunch during my life and everything, but it never like I was never drawn to alcohol like that yeah, whereas like either. if you're a person who has that natural level of anxiety taking Xanax is like it's it's just like an eye-opening thing but if you don't have somebody in your life telling you like this is unsustainable and if you do this every day or if you do this too much or whatever it's gonna have massive long-lasting effects oh, on dude, you I had a seizure yeah. withdrawing from Xanax right so when, when did you start to get bad and how bad was bad quick. for well, you I don't know and I actually that quick I'll just be 100% I don't care yeah, anyways um so like I started doing that and then I started taking perks and stuff here and there and like and I got so in love. I even made a perk as that chain like within a month of taking these things. Like I'm like I get so invested in whatever it is. And I remember when I first did Coke, it was like I did Coke and then there's two lesbian girls in the bathroom and I start kissing them out of nowhere. And right. I was like, I'm doing this is what the secret of life is. I thought so if I do these drugs, and then at the same time, I'm starting to get money from making beats online right. and selling them and like shit is just going good. I'm buying car, like 
I'm like, this was the secret. I had to do drugs the whole time. So I'm, I was fully convinced. Once you start having the crazy sexual experiences while you're fucked up on drugs and you start to oh, think that like, this is what's causing this to happen, yeah. that'll really get you sunk in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just, uh, then it progressed. When it got really bad was when like, um, I started doing real hard drugs. The ones that people don't do. Heroin. Like fentanyl, heroin, crack, yeah, everything. Okay. But Smokes. you went out of your way to take fentanyl? You didn't get dosed? Oh, bro, I was going out of my way. I, if, I mean, I would prefer that over the like other the substitute which is a heroin but how long did it stronger how long did it take you to get to that point in terms of your Um, opiate career so it was around i was touring with pump and um i was kind of like actually i broke my foot i was actually on the stuff and then i I was nine days sober and i was at your old shop right and i broke my foot outside riding a bicycle i did like a 180 and broke my foot and i was nine days sober and then pete passed away that night and i had to go on tour of pump the next day but i was sober i was actually not fully sober not the type of sober i would do now i was still taking zanzden but i wasn't doing hard stuff right i just couldn't sustain it but it was it got to the hard stuff was like what 2016 17 right i was just hanging out with weird i was living over at the biggie house yeah and i had this other neighbor guy that kind of and i started chilling with him and it just slowly progressed and i remember like the fourth day of doing the hard stuff i was sneaking out i was going out going out to my car and tracy was everyone in the house and i would sneak in and do it out there and i was like oh shit i'm fucked that fourth day i said i'm fucked right like i woke up with like slight withdrawals like needing the stuff I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, I just kind of like at that moment, I said, I guess I'm, this is me for the rest of my life. And were you, I don't want to stop. Were you thinking about the fact that like, you know, Pete basically died from something similar so to what was, I'm doing right now? And Well, so then I got sober right when he, when I was sober when he died. So I'm like, dang, it was a really emotional time. I hop on the tour bus. It was going good. And I started drinking and that progressed. And as soon as I got back off that tour, I was back at it. Mm. But yeah, no, I wasn't thinking that. Because yo, when you're a true addict like me, alcoholic addict, like, um, you don't think that. I mean, you hope that you die from it. Like you're like, if anything, I'm, I'm this is gonna take me out. I'm doing this till I die. That's how you felt. You felt oh, like if I, this was I'm kind saying of. saying anyone you've ever interviewed that said they did drugs, like I got. So I am the real deal. Right. Like, I loved it. But like, you wanted to die, or oh, you were just trying to have a really good time, and you didn't. I just care was like, if you dude, died. I don't even care about life. Like, if, I'm just doing this shit till it work, till it like doesn't work no more, and it stopped working. But um, right. Well, okay, but going on tour with Lil Pump, how is that for someone who's sober, trying to not be on drugs? Like, how, how was the environment there? Um, it was it was chill. It's just like, dude, these things. It's like, I, I guess maybe if you ever been in, like in love with a really good girl and you just and you don't and you guys you don't have her at the moment. The whole time I'm sitting there like, God, I just wish I could be home by myself in a secluded room fucking doing some hard drugs with some porn out and just fucking jerking or something right. like, that's my ideal of like a good fucking day yeah that's how it was like and i was like guys want to get off this fucking tour get home i mean the minute i got off the bus I, I get picked up and i'm back like i mean it was a few days later but i was like i was trying to get find someone that morning it was like 6 a.m i got off the bus i'm trying to hit up plugs like right. i'm back but did you did you and pump ever have a falling out at some point in terms of you being his dj um, and shit no what happened so this is what happens like so I did the whole tour and then um, I got back to my whole schedule of doing the hard stuff. And I just like one day. OK, so one day I'm with Pump before the tour. This is why I got sober at that time. Uh, kind of sober uh, was because um, so we uh, we get off a plane from New York. He had like did like a Cardi B like opening like well, they were on the same set. Uh-huh. And um, that's when I first started around that time. It's like 2017. So I'm starting to do these hard things. I don't I'm not too dependent, but I'm kind of dependent on it. And I had to keep sneaking it like I had I had like a. A vape pen that was like coils I rigged and I could like smoke stuff that aren't meant oh, wow. to be smoked. So he wouldn't know. They just think I'm smoking a vape or something. But I'm like getting lit. Right. 
And I don't know how they used to have to sneak to bathrooms and just fucking move around. It was so much work. But I was in an airport going to from New Jersey to uh, to um, San Francisco Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. And I, I lost my wallet, which had like some of my stuff in it. And I was the last of my stuff. So I'm getting on this. I'm stressed. And I ran around the airport looking for it. I, like I had fell asleep in the airport and the wallet was gone when I woke up. It's fucking weird. But um, so I'm running around this airport and I'm on the plane sick. I'm starting to get super sick. And I'm like crying low key, and I'm sitting by myself because all our seats are spaced apart. Uh-huh. And I something in my head was like, dude, I just gotta tell him what's up, like what's because I don't know how I'm gonna DJ today. Because right. it was like the next day we had a DJ wrong loud, so I just pulled him aside as soon as I got off the plane and tell him like, dude, I do these drugs and I'm going through it right now. I'm sick. I lost my drug. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And then they're like, oh man, they kind of like we're cool. His pump was supporting. He like hugged me. He's like, bro, you're gonna be good. And then I was like, um. I think I drank some lean that they had, uh-huh. to, like to Just get rid of the weed. a lot though, and then I popped like five Percocets, and yeah. I still was sick. Right, like I'm a real deal. Like, oh, five Percs, so you were oh, really and, and a bad. And a line of lean, like oh dude, I go hard, and then you won't even know, like Holy it's shit. sick. But um, so then I told them like after this show, can I fly back home, get sober for tour, and then take a few days, take a, and they got another DJ, and uh, that's what I did, and I. Soon as that tour, I got off, got back to this. I was just like, I don't want to DJ no more. Anything that blocks me from that getting that feeling, like yeah. that, that's because it's like my solution to every problem. It's not my problem. I don't have a problem with drugs. Right. I just have a problem with my life. Really. Your drug addiction and the is drug so addiction bad. Drug addiction is my solution. But, to all but this that problem. even a great opportunity, like oh, go on tour with one of the biggest artists right now and DJ for him, which is like one of the oh, best not, opportunities, seemed like not that great because like, it took nah, you dude. away from your addiction. Yeah, and I'm the type to build up like all types of resentment type thing to him like yeah and then you, you, you're blocking me from what i need to do right. that, that i think is keeping me surviving life it's like taking away my stress it just fucking feels good right and i'm like dude i can't dj for it. i gotta i got some business to handle by myself you know it's really right. sick it's yeah. like now looking back on it, it's like it's so terrible i'm like all these i mean there's young boy sessions i'd go to and like i'm not fully there i'm like i'll pull up because i have to kind of do this my job and i'll but I'm like always in the bathroom and I'm running around and I'm like, okay, I got a jet. Like I go home. Like right. I could have been fully present there and soaking up. It's like any person that was in my situation, they would have soaked up the moment, took, took an advantage of it. And I was just like, no, fuck this. Like I got to do some other shit. That's right. when I know I'm like, I have a different, like a disease. Yeah. With definitely. anything. I could do it with, a, with women now in sobriety. It's like woman. I could, I could, I could use a woman like a drug. Uh-huh. Not, not fucking her. The fantasy of, I see a girl and I'm like, let's see if I can get the validation that she wants to fuck. If she just wants to fuck, I don't even want to fuck. Like, I did it already. I very much feel I like just you're wanna... describing what I was going through for a long time when I was single too. Totally. Like, yeah, I just and wanna... those things go hand in hand. You're looking to fill a hole in your personality, it's whether it's hole. with drugs or pussy or whatever. Like, whatever you're just trying is. to fix yourself, you yeah, know? Anything. And it's, it's, it's crazy. But it's cool to know I, I, I'm because I, 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 I have a lot of friends now, like a whole fellowship of people that are like me, like a bunch of drug addicts that are sober and we all like identify with each other and we know like it's like i work a program you know mm. so it's cool to know what i have at least right so now when i'm going into a situation like if i'm fighting with someone or argument or well my manager and i know i'm disrespecting i could recognize oh it's my it's my problem it's my addiction let me step back and call some guys what, what i should do about it it's cool i have a support network right and i get to be aware of what am I thinking is, oh, I'm with a girl. I could honestly tell him now, like, hey, I'm not looking for something, but, like, 
this is just fucking type thing. And be honest, and they don't want to. I like my spirituality is more important than her pussy, you know. Right. And it's crazy to think though. They that, like that shit. You get that honest. Like, oh, we could but you you kind of came onto the scene around the time that a lot of the SoundCloud rappers came on the scene. And I mean, we've obviously seen how bad a lot of the results have been of people just sort of using drugs and not really taking precautions and right. shit. Like we lost Peep, uh, you know, Pump I'm sure has been through a whole lot of shit. We lost Juice. There's all these rappers that we've lost over the past few years. Could you have like very easily seen yourself having been the same way? At a point, it seemed like that was almost what you wanted. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, I think that I was so professional with that. I mean, I'm Googling things. Like, I have, like, real junkie friends that we have. We're, like, professional with this. I think they were more taking it, like... We take it alone in a fucking crack house room, you know, right, that's with, a different with level. no furniture. That's all. And we're on the fucking floor. We're real deals, right? They're like kind of partying with bitches and doing it socially. So they fuck around and take something that wasn't right. Mm. We know it's not right. Like I'll buy the ones that aren't right because it hits stronger. And then I'm not going to pop it because once you pop one, it's you can't unpop it. Mm. Now you're going to pop your D. But if you smoke things, this sounds so terrible. Well, this if you smoke it, then you can spread you can it out throughout. It. You yeah, can gauge it, wow. and it doesn't hit you. So you, I'm, I'm looking at this like a strategy. Just like when I started making beats, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell them on the. I'm looking at drugs the same way. I'm, I'm going to do it this way and finagle it this way, and I'm going to take it out of vape pen so pump doesn't see. Like, I, it's sick, bro. Right. Like, but it's cool like because I don't think people, most people, that, I don't think a lot of people in the industry have the same problem as me. I think they get fucked up. But in but a different way. In a different way. They wake up the next morning and show up to the show or show up to the studio session. I don't show up. Right. That's when I'm like, okay, there's something different here. Definitely. So, okay, you, like you come on from that pump tour and stuff. How long was it from that before you really decided that you'd hit rock bottom and you needed to get cleaner? Oh, super long time. So I was okay. 17, like 2017, 18. This all the way to till, till 19. There's moments where I said I'm sober again. I'll do like a genius interview and say I'm sober, but mm. I'm not truly sober. I'm like trying to just do it. This time I was like, you know, I put the kid to the side. Like this became first. Reco still to this day, recovery is first. Uh -huh. Kids, the kid, music, everything falls after. But every day I wake up is like I have to stay sober and I have to help another sober guy. Right. That's the goal every day. Whether I'm talking about this and another kid can relate to it, whatever it is, I'm speaking. And it's like that comes first because if I if I don't put that first my recovery I don't have music I don't have a kid right and I that's wasn't the, there. that's the mentality you need to have in order oh, to need, survive right oh yeah you mm -hmm. got to put everything this I said dude I, I mean I hit such a bottom like I'm it was terrible I mean it was embarrassing terrible right wow so I was like dude I had I, my ego was just destroyed and I'm glad it was because that's what would keep me like I remember I was in rehab and I see I, I woke up one day 14 days clean kind of and like waking up and i'm like hold on i'm gonna rehab with a bunch of weirdos right uh -huh. i was in florida and i'm like and that's when my ego kicked down i gotta get out of here i'm a multi-platinum producer what am i doing in here and then some dude there working there he's another sober guy he's like you ain't shit you're in a rehab for a reason you're not shit if you were 
the shit you wouldn't be in a rehab right. and i was like oh shit let me shut up like and i and i'm so glad of that kind of stuff because that's kind of part of the problem is that once you get the success and you're traveling and stuff you start to think that like oh i deserve these drugs like this is actually something yeah. that i've earned and that people who are trying to take this away from me are actually doing me a disservice and once you get used to that mentality it's like infinitely harder to yeah quit, and, right? and, then, and then you also think the drugs is what making me me right because I don't truthfully, I'm probably the same person kind of. And my, I have a whole new outlook, right? But I always feel like sometimes my head, my I feel like my addiction is like a little voice in my head or like a fucking demon somewhere. Mm. They'll try to get me like, yeah, you're not the same or when, or coming to no jumper. Like, like just saying weird things like you, you don't have the same personality, you're lame. Like it says things like you got to do drugs to be cool right. or to make music. You're like, oh my God, I couldn't even make music the first few months of sobriety. Really? I yeah. even know if I still to this day, I'm trying to, trying to just like it again, right? Like fully feel confident in myself. So it's like, and, and actually sit down and enjoy it and it's crazy. Yeah, because when you sit down and you pop a fucking pill or, or a bunch of pills in your case or whatever and you start to like be creative or whatever, once you've removed that sort of layer of anxiety and doubt, oh then God. it becomes like, you, you feel like you can just pour your soul out into the music and stuff but in reality you're like creating an environment in which you really are not going to be yeah, able to be so, rooted in reality what's crazy is this year i've probably made more beats than i did last year and the year before mm. just like and like what's funny is my head does that 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 disease talk saying you suck you don't you don't but my beats are for sure better now like i'm so more aware of what to like it's insane and i'm not i just don't sit at my computer i think i would i thought i was making a lot of beats then but really i was sitting at the computer getting fucked up and like tweaking with stuff and then deleting it and then looking up conspiracy videos like that was <laughs> or porn right like it's sick like that 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 was that's like a what like it was on some tweaker shit but I, I thought i was cooking up some fire shit the whole time when i wasn't right. now i can sit down i make a fucking beat or make two and i could check out go do something normal shit and then come back make, make some more right like a normal human like definitely it, but it's my head likes to tell me like now nah, imagine if you just took some maybe this time just drink some alcohol you might go fucking crazy that's in my head and i have to know i know now that that's my head and that's bullshit it's right. complete bullshit i drink i know every time i've tried just drinking this or just smoking weed or anything by the way i hate weed right but <laughs> <laughs> but just doing this or that like it ends up leading to other shit every time right but did you uh have to go into rehab or how did you actually uh break oh, yeah, out dude, of i was i would have been so, I was so sick i had to go i had nowhere right, else yeah. to go you said you went to rehab but then when you decided that you wanted to leave rehab or you thought you were too good for it did you actually oh, leave I didn't or did leave. you stick no, it out I, that I time stayed, so, I, so i stayed the whole 28 days and like after i was i was like fucking girls in there i fucking like i was being really? bad, i was being bad in there how right? was that though Oh, it was tight. Really? It was, oh, dude, you don't have a fucking phone. And then, like, I was low-key, like, dude, you have no phone. You have no stimulation. And I also didn't jack off forever in there. Oh, so finally, when I fucked a girl, it felt, like, insane. And I'm so, it was insane. Right. And then, like, after that, though, I got caught with one girl, kind of. And then, like, this guy pulled me to the side. And he was, like, telling me, focus on my sobriety. And, don't, and then, like, I did what they were doing in there, what I was hearing, like, praying on your knees and doing all this corny shit. Mm. So I did that shit one night. And I read from this book, the book that we read from right and i started identifying with all these problems that it's saying and um i felt some weird like awakening like some spiritual it was fucking insane right and i'm like god is real like all this like this is all making sense type shit and i stayed up for like days kind of in there like tweaking on the universe like it was crazy and i kept telling girls like i don't want to touch girls and i didn't even want to like 
touch myself, bro. I was like so on this God shit. Like it was crazy. Oh, but I'm sure in the rehab, they really don't want people having sex with each other. No, they don't want that. But do you think that you having sex or having any kind of relationship with one of these girls, was that directly thwarting your no, recovery? Wasn't. That um, wasn't no, like what? really injuring your fucking attempt nah, there? Nah. I think it was just a spur of the moment thing. And we're all like, we all want some feel. Everybody in there is the same way as me. We want to feel something. So exactly, we're like, yeah. you know, you're just going. Like, that's like the realest thing you could get in there. Oh, if you're yeah, not that's, that's able the fire. Do drugs, that's yeah. the dope. Like, <laughs> that shit was tight. Wow. Okay. And, um, that's good. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you look back on any of your time spent with a lot of the artists and stuff and like feel weird about it? Because obviously, a lot of these like sessions where you probably produced some of the biggest hits, you were on mind-bending amounts of all drugs loaded. even with- gucci gang i was like that's when all the bad shit started that, really that around then yeah i had to sneak around and um so then that's another thing i was like i made gucci gang off this shit so i should just keep doing it right like the logic is crazy but um no i look back and i feel bad right i feel like dang i, I really took i took i didn't take their time serious like i wasted their time really i could have gave them more like i was so selfish like I'm just coming here to use you guys real quick to get some money, you know, get a record or mm. when I like so I could go buy more drugs. Because like, it kind of forces you to become that person once you oh, need you drugs. Become like a scavenger. You need drugs so much more than you need like friendship or, or musical yeah. success or making good music. Couldn't survive. I thought I would die without it. I just thought I couldn't take life. I, I literally it's insane. I, I and like getting sober, like it's the greatest thing now. Like that's all I think about. It's the, like one thing I'm I'm more proud of that than like Gucci, any record I've ever made. Wow. It's the hardest thing I ever did. When you look at Gucci Gang, does it just feel like an accident that that song ended up being well, so I, huge? I, I didn't do any, like, I did, obviously I made the beat, but it wasn't none of my work. It must have been some type of fucking entity or some blessing me. Right. I cannot even take credit. I was I was fried out of my mind. I was just tweaking with some sounds on the piano and, I mean, on the keyboard and all that shit. Like, it was all accidental. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So, like, now I had no plan back then. I was just wild. And then you know another thing. I was my image back then was like I was trying to be the not the nerdy producer. I wanted mm. to be the edgy guy, face tats, like fucking hoes, and doing drugs with the rappers. Right. And it was working because that would be my friend. They're like, oh, he's cool. We won't just make music, but I'll actually all hang out. Right. And then I'd be like, yeah, let's make some music. But I just realized that I went harder than them secretly though. Like, yeah. They would be going hard. Like. I would be going hard more alone. Like when they would go to sleep or they would do normal, I would leave and go home and get go harder. But I know exactly what you're talking about because there's definitely a point early on with me coming out doing this where I was actually down to like pop Zans and smoke weed all night and drink lean with like other rappers. Yeah, I've gotten lit, I think, with you. Definitely. and it, But it was very much a feeling of like, oh shit, like he's a cool ass podcaster because he's getting fucked yeah, up with us. <laughs> and I started to like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not like the other podcast yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and then over time you start to realize like, oh, maybe this is like a weird thing to be appreciated for. Right, you know? yeah, it's not good. Yeah, definitely not in the long Because I feel like we could still be cool. You're just, I'm for sure cool sober. Yeah. And it's, I'm such like an honest dude now with people like... You might be cool for a while when you're fucked up, but there's definitely a period coming like, where you're not going to be a cool person to yeah, be around no. if you're living like that, you know? Yeah, I see it no. all the time. It's weird now because music, it's like, it's not even cool to be fucked up. Yeah, it's, it is a little different now. Where you were you were kind of falling in line because like, think about it, when you're coming out, you have guys like Perp and Pump and 6ix9ine and everybody who's got crazy face tattoos, hair dye, they're fucking, they're, they're fucked up. And that was like the cool thing to be at the time. And like, yeah. it is weird too when I actually go around rappers now and I remember 
oh yeah, you guys all fucking take Percocets and shit because like they don't put it on social media yeah, as you much. Don't want to. But then when you actually hang out with them, you remember like, oh yeah, you guys are definitely still getting fucked up, even though you don't advertise it. But at that time period, like 2017 and shit, it was cool. It fun. was being advertised I could get on Instagram, big time. Yeah. And people would be like, you're a god. Definitely. You'd be on like a, a meme page, like, look how cool Big Head is and shit, for that's, real. I know, man. I fell that's right crazy. into the trap like a goofy. Uh, uh, another person that's really struggled with drugs that you came on the podcast initially with, what's your relationship with Tracy like at this point? Oh, we're cool. It's really cool. You know what's funny is I drove <laughs> I drove to New York one time, so I made my manager drive me there because I wanted to bring so much drugs, right? Oh, my God. So I was like, we have to drive all the way to New York if you want me to work with Tracy. From here. From here. Oh, my God. And by the time I got there, I ran out of all my drugs. Wow. And I swore to myself, like, I'm going to, enough, like, there's no way. I mean, it takes, like, That's a how week sick to drive I across I the country, I just can't right? stop. Like, yeah. once I get going, like, it's nuts. Like, I even start touching my nose talking about, like, <laughs> I'm, like, a real one, right? But, um, no, yeah, so I went, so I get there, and then, like, they kind of recognize that I was super loaded, and, like, Tracy and everyone's like, dude, you got to, like, fix yourself. Mm. But, yeah, so, no, me and Tracy now are super cool. Like, we hang out. Um working still um uh, it's more chill it's just like i, I could be present i don't mm. think they liked me when i was like that like I've got, they, at first when we were all doing it together and where it was like the fun stage i said i went beyond i went beyond this the normal mm. right then it's like bro you're going like gnarly like and ultimately cool. you want your producer to be reasonable and yeah. dependable and shit right yeah like the 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 fucked up producers only going to be able to appeal to the artist for a period of time. I feel like before oh, they're like, maybe we would rather you just chill and just help make, make beats, and beats just do right. shit. Like, bro, what are you doing? Right. I could even sit still. I could even sit like if say if I was fucked up right now. I remember I did the genius interview where I deconstructed Gucci Gang, mm. and like literally I had to keep leaving the interview to go to there. Like, why does this guy have to keep going to the bathroom? Right. Like I had to like I mean every twenty minutes, ten ten minutes. Like I'm like I got to get up and go. Right. To the bathroom, right? Goddamn. And then, like, the show would wear off in 10 seconds, and I'm like, fuck. You got to that point where it was that fast. If you look at the interview, like, towards the end, my eyes are getting lower and lower. I was fried. I was already up for, like, two days at the time. Wow. And I'm like, oh, it's just a genius interview. Like, yeah. just, just Gucci again. Like, it's so crazy. I'm just, I was so unappreciative then. Right. Is there a part of you that, like, do you have friends or artists or whatever who are still fucked up on drugs? And, like, how much does it make you want to reach out to them and have, like, real-ass conversations with them? Because a lot of people that we know, artists and shit, who are still doing some significant amount of drugs, they don't really want to hear it. Well, what I learned in, in um, I do a 12-step program, right? Right. Um, I think that's the only way to do it. If, yeah. you, if you identify and I, it's what we do is it's like, I can't go and tell them their problem because I can't, I only could, um, I only could di diagnose myself because it's a self-diagnosed disease mm -hmm. pretty much. So, cause they could just be going hard and they're not like me. I, I like become detached to these things where it's like, this is my fucking hobby. But it's actually easier to get sober if you're somebody like that versus somebody who is kind of okay at managing it yeah, and just and doing it, it. Yeah. And it's, and it's almost like maybe, Hey, hats off to you, dude. Like if you could manage this shit, do it forever. Sometimes I meet rappers who are like 40, 50 years old and they'll still be clearly like telling me like, Oh yeah. Like I take Percocets all the time or whatever. Like, yeah. and I'm just like that seems so unmanageable to me to still be doing yes, that at your they're age, different. You know? like, if they can manage it go hopeful go for it yeah like but so what i would i wouldn't go up to him but hey i think you have a problem i'll just be an example like um and then also share my stories and if they could relate and be like oh man dang i feel like that then i'd be like well if you feel like that i, I could help you out or like I, i'll show you how i did it mm. 
But you can't, uh, you can't really like I don't want to sit somebody down and be like, you gotta get help. And yeah, and when I'm in the studios, I, I kind of get like offended, small, like sh- a little bit when people um, like try to hide drugs from me, or mm. and I'm like, then I feel like I'm the buzz killer, so like I'm, like, I'm killing the vibe. And right. I'm like, dude, it doesn't affect me whatsoever seeing people get loaded right. at all. Like, so you don't, you don't feel that way. So people could be racking up lines on the other side of the I room. I know what it will do to me. I do not want to go back to where I was. Right. Because like. I don't know. I just, I, I think I work such a good program that mm. it's like, I'm just, um, I don't know. I don't you know. I, I work a pretty good program, but I'm just so aware of what it will do to me. And I have like, I have like this type of God in my head, like at some type of higher power that I just like, I don't know. It's just keeping me sober. I don't even know. I'm just doing what other guys taught, like showed me what these guys set an example ahead of me mm. that got sober before me. I'm doing what they did. I just finally listened. I always thought it was my way. Like I know everything. I'm the shit, right? And that didn't work out that well, right? It right. got me into rehab. I mean, I could have went so much better. I could have took a multi-platinum record and did, I did follow it up with Young Boy, but I could have kept working with them, kept doing tours and stuff. But so I finally st- thought to myself, maybe it's time to listen to someone else. Like maybe it's time to listen to my manager. Maybe it's time to listen to other guys that got sober, even though I can, and with no judgment, like, hey, you guys aren't music producers. You guys just have normal jobs. Like that's how my thinking was in the beginning. Right. But now I'm looking like that's like all ego. That's not gonna keep me sober. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to do what he does. And then it's working out. Well, it's things are happening without even me wanting it to happen. Right. My head likes to say, oh, you to Alex, my manager, like, oh, you want me to work on that record? That's a stupid record. That's a dumb idea. Because my head, I'm, I'm sick. Mm. It's like I'm constantly wanting to self-destruct. Right. And I don't even know it. I think I know what's best. So now it's finally I get to recognize that thought. And I say, you know what? I'm just going to say yes to life, like saying yes to everything. Right. Because I don't know the best for me. No, Definitely. I have a ton of respect for that for sure. Um, okay, so uh, they they sent me a list of like a bunch of different stuff that you have going on, and this this one just really stood out to me. Upcoming record with Three Days Grace and Young Thug, and plans for a hip hop rock collab album in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so um, I sampled Three Days Grace on a peep right on Witchblades. Okay, and then they reached out to me, which is super cool because wow. normally that would get mad. So but they did; them, they got paid guy, off the record, right? But I then they so. also reached out. I don't know how out. that all worked, yeah, okay. but I'm pretty sure they got something. Yeah, because they're super cool. And then um, uh, I linked up with them in LA. Well, I linked up with the drummer in LA, and um, we just made a bunch of stuff. Like he his, he could play piano too and everything. Uh-huh. So we like and he was playing guitar, and we just made a bunch of things. And it was like it was just fun at first. We we're just seeing what happens, and then um. Somehow the idea came like let's just make a rock rap album. Right. And um, even putting like rock drums, programming them, and then having them replay them and stuff, it's sick. Really. Yeah. And then Monzo plays guitar. Uh huh. I don't know how to play guitar. Uh huh. So he'll write things like we're just all throwing back ideas. Is that awkward? Like getting in the studio with somebody who's in a rock band and just no, like it's figuring so, it's out how so to work inspir- together. Inspiring. Like is he confused at watching they you make a beat totally, out of what he just bad. did? They yeah. do things totally different than rap. Like the ra- like they're like super like I don't know. The vibe was tight. Like it's so because they it's like they are kind of really musical. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, and they're like chill, and then they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, it sounds terrible, <laughs> like like what I'm doing, right? But they're like, no, that's a good idea. And then they fix it up, and they're just like really smart with like playing instruments, right? And it's like it's it's incredible. That's interesting because I guess from a rap perspective, like your way of just putting a record together is different. Like I mean, there's kind of like a, a, a static formula for what putting together a rap record looks like in comparison. And there's also more like ego involved, mm. right? So I'm kind of feeling pressure, like oh. I'm, 
Oh shit! Like, yeah, like the whole notion of a band is like everybody has to work together, together on this music. Whereas yeah. normally making a beat, it's you making the beat, and then the person yeah. raps over it, and then you're the two people involved. And it's in like this. you get to throw ideas because the rapper doesn't have much um, knowledge about the program, like the beat, right. making beats. So they're like, just add this and that. And then, but these guys like know like chords and they know notes and they know like, oh, let's do something like this and that. And they have all the, and they have so much knowledge on music, like yeah. actual record. Like, let's make something like this song back in. Like, they're just hella smart dudes. Like, yeah. like with, when it comes to music knowledge, like mm. theory and shit. Definitely. Cause like after all these years, I'm mostly just doing stuff involving rap. It's like sometimes when I like see a band perform or like see a video of a band performing and I'll just be thinking like, the fact that you guys get together and do this Oof. on stage every night on tour is fucking yeah. insane that you guys can all play these instruments in like could you imagine if every night with a rapper you had to have a whole band on tour with them to like play those beats again I mean it would be sick but be it, sick. it would just be like infinitely more work and like oh so much I, I, I hate DJing almost so yeah. I'm like oh I, and I don't gotta do shit just stop the record and put it like it's so easy I'm like ah oh. right but um no but what rappers have a lot of like knowledge that I feel like is like making a hit record mm. simplicity like in like the pockets they find with like rap like it, they know how to make hit records right these guys are like <clears throat> super musicians like just really musical and with instruments definitely but a rapper knows how to dissect listen to the beat choice like a good rapper could pick such a like beat that you were like wow it's, it's incredible and then they know how to put just the right lyric what pocket the simplicity and it's always a hit record like the ones that are at the top right now they're constantly dropping hits definitely it's well, hard to do having something like witchblade still out there that like has been probably one of the most iconic peep records like how does that feel just being a part of that and having that just live on as such a gigantic you know it's just like a tomb to his fucking musical legacy it's, and just being such a big part of it how's it feel now so like it, it feels great, but what my head likes to tell me is like, um, <laughs> smoke a sax better than you. If only you made a uh, bench truck too, or mm. I mean bench truck, or like if you made this song. Really? So yeah, I always think anything I make is like it, it was good, but I wanted that. I always want what I don't have. Mm. It's sick, right? But I'm like, I, I know that now. But um, no, it's amazing, and then it's also cool when you're like, uh, you see some like goth bitches and you can say you you produce witch blades oh that's gotta go that's, a long way yeah you're right in there. <laughs> i so, produce witch blades i can't even imagine how that must go over i was like i was like man that time in my life just making all the songs with peep tracy just being i wanted to be a part of the like that that circle so bad when yeah. i found them like no they were cool as fuck like oh my I, God, I remember so even, when i got with them, i was thought it was yeah. so cool and i was just like going over that house and just seeing like this fucking weird ass goth environment but at the same time when i think about it now there was a lot of people like passed out on the couch off fucking. I was I was sleeping yeah, there too. It was yeah. terrible. But it was just so. And then I felt like at that time I'm living like my dad's stories, how he used to tell me stories of when he was younger. So I'm like I'm doing the rock star thing. Like really, <laughs> it's like I, I was just this whole like fantasy in my head, and it was just so. But and the records are so organic. Like now, sometimes I feel like I don't know. Nothing felt that organic. Like me and like is. Me, Tracy, and Peep, like, it would happen so, like, we're just fried, and it would be, like, a party going on, we'll kind of record, and we'll make something. It was just random. 
you're never going to be able to make a more organic record than when you're all fucked up to the point that you're Hold basically on. like sleepwalking. Like yeah. you, where you, your brain isn't capable of having a second thought of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that or do this. Like, you know, you're, you're just completely open off the drugs and it's going to sort of like make shit mad organic. But it's also, you know, obviously this is not, not a last, sustainable way yeah, to it's exist, not you know. And that's what I've realized like now, especially nowadays, things feel really like machiney mm. music, the whole industry. It's like you make a hit record, you get signed, and then it's. Like but being quit. sober is kind of like now I could make strict you know? strategy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely good. My head wants to tell me like we got to go back to those organic SoundCloud days. Like no, mm. we don't. Like, yeah, I don't. Let's make plan. Let's make some good music and fucking make some money. Right. Like a grown up. Yeah. It sounds bad. That's how it is. Yeah. Let's make some good music. No, I mean that. That's the tough thing is to get to the point in your life where you all of a sudden are thinking about your life like. I'm a grown up. I want my life to be a certain way. So I'm going to wake up in the morning and do the things that are going to help me get my life to that point. Whether I don't want to do them if, or not. If you're getting fucked up off drugs, you're basically waking up every day and saying, I'm going to do stuff to my body that is going to slowly kill me and make it really hard for me to accomplish anything. Yeah. Or And I don't even have a goal. I don't necessarily have a place where I'm trying to end up. And if I do end up there, it's going to kind of be by mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's And fucking, oh my God. It's so insane, bro. Just thinking back on it, it was so crazy. Well, it's crazy is that there's like a huge percentage of people are somewhere on that spectrum of sort of like not being serious about their life because they're filling their body with substances. Oh, there's so many careers that could have been mm. in the, in the industry right now, and every that could have been better, right? If they you didn't live that way, yeah. There's some come some point in time we got to take shit serious and not act Definitely. out. You gotta go. You gotta stop and the sad part too is that like a lot of people's youngest most vibrant years are sometimes kind of fucked up because they're getting fucked up when they're young and it causes them to sort of like grow old prematurely and stuff i mean i'm mm -hmm. sure you feel like you have a little bit more of a old soul now yeah. than you would have ever oh, felt I feel like if an old man now i feel so <laughs> lame so in sobriety i feel like so aware and like i don't even know myself sometimes i'm like i'm still like every day it's just like Okay, let me try to figure out what I like about making music again. Mm. You know, when I'm doing stuff like the Three Days Grace stuff and all that, that was it was really exciting because like another like my dad was like a guitar player and he always we always like listen to rock and stuff. And like working with them, it made me feel like back when he was in bands. I just like I always want to imitate my dad. Like my dad was mm. like an alcoholic when he was younger and got super fucked up. So I'm like, dude, I'm gonna be just like my dad. Right. Like that was my goal. Like I'm and I I'm, I'm hitting it pretty good. Yeah. Your dad's still around though. Yeah, he's still around. Um. And it's funny when he got sober, he like got all into like motorcycle racing, and that's when I, and then he took me racing and stuff. What's funny is I, I get sober and I'm like, wow, I used to be a motocrosser and I used to do this and I want to do all that again. Mm. And like, um, it's so weird. It's like me and him are spot on. Right. How's he feel about your transformation and, and oh, he's being pumped. sober? Is he sober? Yeah, he's okay. he's so pumped. Wow. Yeah, he seen me like a month before I went to rehab, and he was like, he don't want to say nothing, but he was like, dude, I was, he thought I was gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's crazy, too, because when I think about originally interviewing you back in the day, it's like when I think about it from my perspective now, it's like, bro, you should have like really said something, too. Like, You should have really tried no, to help no. reach out to him. But I, at the same time, I know that like, because I feel that way about a lot of people who, who passed away from if drugs and stuff. If you said something to me, I, I think been you actually have other, right? said something to me. No, right. you did say something to me, not then, but later on. And I was like, fuck Adam. <laughs> Like in my head, like I was just like, like he doesn't. No one gets it. Right. Or like Kenny Beats have said stuff to me, and I, and then now it's like, God, I like I feel so bad about it. Right. Right. Wasted his time and everything. 
everyone was so right but it's like at the time it's like i didn't mean nothing of it. i just had a i have like a disease yeah i have a problem definitely which is um it is what it is how um, do you uh feel about the the drama that went on behind the scenes with that last peep album and stuff like how has that been handled posthumously from your perspective um i think it, it was handled pretty decent on my end okay yeah and we're there um and they're, yeah um me and liza have like a good relationship and um like we're working on dropping like this unreleased record i have with peep and it's really funny because it's like a peep record and no one like it's not like goth at all it's kind of like him being really ratchet really yeah like talking about like i eat booty at my grandpa funeral like crazy <laughs> just like burnt out shit and it's cool and then tracy tracy has a verse like, like crazy verse on it right but um yeah, like they're helping with that a lot. Like they're, it's really cool. Yeah, because that's that's been one thing that has been kind of weird to see is that it's sort of felt like Tracy's been kind of like left out of the posthumous little peep yeah. legacy in a way. Like he hasn't been able to clear records and stuff like that. Have you been in the same position in terms of that? Um, not really, right? What do you think? He's just saying that the, from his perspective that the family's been very good about yeah, it. Yeah, the, for, just because you don't have a microphone, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> but, no, yeah, it, it, it's been pretty chill, actually. Um, but I guess things like Big E and those type of people getting involved, uh-huh. which is making it weird. Like, you know what I don't get about Big E? It's like... um. Like, okay, you get... We, we were working together. It was cool and everything until, like... Like, I got that shit. Not, like... I don't, that wasn't me, but... Like, I was with Peep and Track. I, you got... They didn't... He didn't do it for me. Like, I was doing it... And I started elevating more. I started being with Peep, going on tour and stuff. And then there... Like, he, Big E's living in a house, doing his own... Like, not really helping me. And he was popping perks, too. He wants to call us all these names. Like, I remember he made a video saying we're crackheads and shit. Uh -huh. Like, we were all doing drugs. Like, just because I'm doing this drug or that drug doesn't mean anything. Like, but are you still the, signed to Big E? Me right now? Yeah. No. Or were you ever signed to him? Yeah. Okay. How'd that end? So I don't. It's all fucking weird. Right. He's a, he's he's nuts, right? Um, it ended like when I was when I went with Pump's people and all that, and it was like a whole ordeal. But like him claiming these peep records, like I get it, you record them in your studio and all that, but it's like, bro, I had I if it wasn't for me, like they wouldn't even be at your studio. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, bro. Calm the fuck down. Like, Did Tracy get out of his situation with Biggie too? Because I noticed yeah, he's, he's out putting out albums so, and stuff like, now. And then at the time I'm hearing, like, I stopped fucking with Biggie because it's like I'm hearing, like, he's like signing producers to create music at the time. Like, 12 people that are not supposed to, like, you're doing thirsty shit for money. Like, and you're not living up. Like, if you could live up to, like, like, Alex lives up to what he's gonna do, right? He does more than me. He fucking shows up and does what he's supposed to do. If you, kept doing that it wouldn't be a problem like i don't get managers if you start not if you guys aren't working together why do you want to hold on to it just like let's come to a mutual agreement and fucking move on right. they want to hold on to something they're like hold on let's wait if any more shit gets popping and then get his ass right that bro that shit is like bro it's gonna fuck you in the end i used to live like that just selfishly and it just fucks you in the end all the time really i mean i guarantee if you, like you live that i wonder how he's feeling right now I would even want to. I'm not even the type now, like to for money. Like if I see a kid and he doesn't, have, say I'm managing him, say I was a manager and I see he's not, it's not working out. I'd rather let him go and get rid of the, or instead of chasing money or something, mm. 
just moving the fuck on. That's kind of weird, though. That's like the whole nature of the music business, though. I know. Like it's sick. I don't fucking get People getting each it. other under contract. And I can quickly get mad about this. And it's so, like, I don't know. And, it, and like, I don't know why. Did you have to go through a lot of That's shit to business, get out of though. that deal with, that, with Big Eda? Uh, yeah. It took because I mean I definitely seen you and Tracy over the years blowing up on Twitter more than yeah, a couple Tracy times about have. it. Yeah, and it and it's like we did a tour and then we didn't get paid for it, but it was just like the way we were getting treated was kind of weird. I'm like, if he looks back on it, and then like it's so funny people don't see their part, so he's not gonna see their part, his part. Mm. But like, dude, you were like popping perks and like kind of just being a douchebag and being kind of rude. It was just a weird tour. It got fucking weird, and we're not getting paid. It was fucking weird. And then we're living on this house all together, and shit's just not getting done. Like, it wasn't, like, I was getting no benefit, and I'm, I'm starting to leave the house because I'm just holding a pump and shit, and I just kind of moved on. Right. Like, I, I, I just had to do what was best for my career. And at that time, I was really focused. Like, I was, like, I was strategic about things. Even the, the whole drug usage, I was like, I'm going to do this to look cool, and I, I'm going to be this producer, and I... Okay, pump once more, I'm gonna go work with him and I'm gonna do this. Like I was really on the shit. So I was like, whatever it took to be to the next level, I was gonna do it. Mm. So I had to dip. Like I had to leave Big E. I had to leave that house. Yeah. You know? I feel it. It's weird when you think about that time period in LA that there was a lot of different houses that were like making like a lot of iconic records, but also there was a lot of not so it's great so stuff going down in those environments. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It was kind of cool. Sometimes, like my head, like my head craves the chaos. I yeah. crave it. Like I, like sometimes I think about the times where I'm withdrawing and I'm just the flood finally texts back and it's like, oh, and then it's the chase that or being at Peep's house and we're just loaded in there and just girls and I'm, that that feeling of misery at six a.m. when the sun's coming up and you're like, dang, I went too hard tonight. But right. like I, my head thinks that's normal. Yeah. So sometimes I think back on it like that shit was kind of tight. <laughs> like I don't regret none of it, but I don't think I do want to. I would never want to relive it. It's right. really tiring, but I don't regret none of it. I think it makes the sto my story and it yeah. could help someone else. No, a lot of people got to go through it, but I mean that's the sad part is that it's like every generation has to go through it oh, over man. and over again. You know. And that was gnarly, dude. It's like, and, and you know what I think it's gonna make it worse for music people is that that the fact that it's not cool no more. So mm. you got to hide it, and as soon as you start doing something secretly. Secretly, you come, you make a new relationship. Right. It's not like, like you once you have to sneak it around, then it's like, I don't know, you get more attached to it. And that's the pattern of the industry too, is that if it becomes uncool to like talk talk, talk about, about Pop and Zanz and Molly, but then all of a sudden that just creates room for a new little pump to come through and put out a song about Pop and Zanz and like a new young kid to just say the offensive shit that people in the mm -hmm. industry already aren't saying, and then like that. All of a sudden, it's like if there's not a lot of people doing it, then one person can kind of come in and do it and yeah. actually get attention for it. You think for, someone would get attention if they did? <clears throat> I feel like there's probably always going to be a market for like really ignorant music about drugs. You know, what I think would go crazy if someone that came in rapping about like some harder shit, like mm. the real deal stuff, but not yeah. saying they're doing. It. Maybe someone had said they'd done it, or I don't know. It had to be something too, because like Zans and all that. It's like we already done it. Yeah. Now we want to hear like let's talk about some fucking hard shit, right. the real deal, bro. But it, even like the Migos like had like a time period where they were just like Molly's, Zans, Perks. Like they were they were name dropping drugs so much in a way that I can't really imagine them doing now, right. Oh, Maybe they would right now. I don't know, but it's like a liability. I feel like now. Yeah. Like especially just making it sound cool as fuck is the liability. Like if you are talking about drugs, but in a sort of intelligent way is one thing. But like this is the real hardcore glamorization. Remember when Famous Dex had a song that was Zans, 
Zans. <laughs> the whole tour is just Zans over and over, dude. Fucking Zans are gnarly, bro. Zans are gnarly, but you sound like you could have took a fucking million of them and I you would have been I took right. like 15 a day. Jesus Christ. I definitely yeah. had days that where was I just, took like I didn't even feel two those. or three and I was losing that, it. And I'm doing opiates and, and other stuff with the Xanax. Mm. Um, yeah, it was like three tr- three drug choices. It was lit. At least we'll always have J. Cole interviewing Lil Pump to remember the Xanax <laughs> era by. That's like an important it's so good. thing to remember it by. Um, I missed those times. One thing I uh, forgot to mention before, though, how does Young Thug mix into the Three Days Grace collab shit that you're doing? Or, or are you really doing like a rock slash yeah. rap collab? Yeah, we're, like a whole we're just project? making a bunch of records. Then they're just instrumental. And then right just now. finding dope rappers and getting them on them? Yeah. Really? I want to get like Tracy on it. I might want to get Pump on one. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how it would work out. But like Young Thug somehow got in the mix. Oh, you just sent young, him some beats? Oh, it's sick. Really? It was really random how it happened. Wow. Like it you was like sent it to him? Knew, no, we knew someone and then got the vocals and all this type of stuff. Sent really? it over. Yeah, it was like a lot of... I feel like... If I didn't you, get the beat with him. If you got your beats in front of Young Thug on any given day, it feels like he might just record on them because I feel like Young Thug is in the studio a shitload and he's down to pretty much just hop on any random beats. I feel beats like they're really they in-house. Yeah. yeah, they're like, they that's have their true, setup. Yeah. And I, that's so cool. I respect it. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a good point. Um, No, but it sounds really tight because it's like, it's like a... um. There's like rock drums in the beginning, and then when the rapper comes in, it's there's like there's rap drums. Right. So it's cool, and it sounds really good. I didn't even think at first, like when I thought of the idea of a rock rap, I'm like, I don't want to do that, dude. Like, because it's been done badly so been, many times. It's been done badly, and then it's like, I never like crossover records ever. And then um, and then I'm always like, if it's not peep on emo stuff, I don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> if it's not Tracy on emo stuff, I don't want to do There's it. There's still right? a little part of you that just wants to keep making the same kind of stuff that you used to make. That you yeah, I like that. I, I really liked doing that stuff back then. Yeah, it was fun. It felt it felt just different. But I think feel, I related it to it so much. I was such in a dark place. But like, using the samples and shit, does that feel like as a producer? Does that kind of feel like an easy way out in retrospect? No, well now I like now I have Monzo if he wants to play guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I want the sample. And then also I, I I've gotten way better just being able to like I can make a guitar on the program sound pretty realistic right like just clicking it in i there, have some good views but a lot of the biggest records from like the soundcloud era ended up kind of being the ones that sampled, sampled. liberally and mm-hmm. took stuff from like classic pop punk or emo records oh, or whatever like that happened kind of a lot and it, it's it's almost like the same story of like hip-hop itself where it's like you know the the early era of hip-hop was just like sampling non-stop and then over time economic concerns cause people to fall back. Yeah, and then it's back. like when yeah. things got serious, once like labels started getting like, oh wait, we, oh man, this yeah. is not a good this I mean, as soon as Juice World had to give like 80% of the money from Lucid Dreams away, oh, it was hard. probably like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Right. Yeah. Man, dude, like, I don't know. How'd you end up doing that song with Gunna that I saw on your Instagram? It's about to come out there. So, uh, Book, it has a good relationship with Gunna. Okay, and I mean, how to, do you know him? So I went to Atlanta, um, just to work and stuff. This is right when like, I think uh, the riots were happening. Oh, wow. <laughs> And um, and uh, what's it called? So I go to Atlanta, and I get put in like writing sessions and stuff. And I met Book because uh-huh. I'm signed to Sony right now. Right. And um, just setting up sessions, and um, we just made a bunch of songs. We just made a bunch, and then we got he got Gunna on one of them. Right. I was like, tight. Damn. So he wasn't actually in the studio when it happened. Uh, it just no. Happened I, I, well, we went to the studio one time with him, but I think he made they made it. To get them to, I wasn't there. Right, right. They did it. That, oh, they did do it the night I was there. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was just chilling. I met Gunna one time, and I was shocked that he wasn't fat. 
Really? I've seen a bunch of memes like acting like, like he's fat. And then I've seen him and I'm like, this guy ain't fat. Nah. No. He's like yeah. normal. You can get like a little lean belly. Yeah. That's not fat though. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So that video is coming out in the next couple of days or something? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Video's coming out. It was cool. It was, uh, how do you, uh, how do you feel about little pimp? Little pimp? Little pump becoming little pimp. The whole Donald oh. Trump co-sign and stuff. Were you just like I was really staring at my phone the day that happened, just like I just How the know fuck pump. is this real? I just know pump, so I'm just like, this is crazy. Yeah. It was kind of like I don't know, ballsy, I guess. Definitely. I mean, it's just pumps, it's just so pumpy, you know, like mm. <laughs> pumpy, like it's, it, I don't know. I don't like I don't judge them or nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's another thing. The world is like too like I can't be your friend if you have this type of. Oh view yeah, on something. I was definitely watching. Him. I can't live like that no more. I used yeah. to be able to do that. Like I was I watching can't it, fight thinking no more. I don't think this is a good idea. But I also like saw people so angry at Pump over yeah. it that they expected. I even had some people saying like, "You need to make a statement against Little Pump." I'm like, "Are you fucking serious? Like, you really think that no. this is that serious that I should care about who he wants to support for president? Yeah, even if I really hate Donald Trump, like it doesn't mean that much to me. No, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's just like um. I don't know. He's just my friend, you know. Yeah. And if you got, I just can't. I'm just not that type of person no more. I can't. The, the type of brain I have, it's like things like I had to quit fight, like quit any type of judgment. Mm. Like I have much bigger problems to worry about. And like living in here, my head is fucking terrible. Mm. Like the things. So I see other things, and I'm just like, I can't even. I don't even have room in my head to judge right. or to think. Are you in therapy? No. Okay. Are you? I'm fine. It's just like. I, I'm aware of my thinking, and I could I could see it, and it's just it's pretty insane. Right, it's, it's really dark sometimes. But like, do you have hopes of having a different perspective on life, or having your brain be a more peaceful place? It's peaceful now. No, it's it's pretty good. It just could get there sometimes. Yeah. And so the way I, I can't ever put too much attention to other things like negative topics, or like just in this when I see me, social media stuff and people going crazy, I cannot put my mm. any type of judgment towards it because. Once I get the little negative, I, the whole thing, it just sets off the thing. So I, my whole thing now is like just loving everything and lo loving life. Right. Like I truly love myself now and I truly love humans. Like anybody that I've hated before, I love them now. Like I have no, like it's insane. I don't know how. Right. All I do is like I wake up and I pray in the morning and I do normal shit and I, t I care about other people. I ask how they're doing and stuff. And like it just made me love life. Like, right. I like, I know, and I have no type of expectations. Like, about tomorrow or anything i don't care what happens like i just love what i'm doing i'm just here i don't know like another per like, i don't know in a way honestly it feels like having the kid kind of has like had a little bit of that impact no, so on when me i had the kid dude i didn't even see the kid I, when when her mom was like we gotta go visit the kid and i'm like dude i have to get loaded like mm. right like if i go visit the kid, that's 20 minutes say we're there for 20 minutes just visit her because we lost custody right i got custody back now the whole process drug testing all that was oh, really, wow. it's really cool but um I was like, dude, that's ten minutes without getting loaded. I can't. So, but right. so after I had the kid, now I care. It's crazy. That's how selfish I am normally than before. Well, that's how selfish the drugs make you. Yeah. Is that even something like your kid could seem like a Anything, fucking afterthought. Dude. Like it couldn't possibly be as important as Literally, the addiction, like, right? A family member could die, and I'm like, okay. Oh, so what? I, what about me? Mm. You know, I feel bad for me. It's all about trying to make me like I want my brain. Normally, want like the bad side of it wants to like say. 
get it's it's easy to fuck yourself up i'm in control like if i'm getting fucked up and fucking my career up i'm like poor me look at me fucking myself up mm. and i'm in control but when i get sober what's scary is i don't know what's gonna happen if it could go things could go good or things could just not go good right. i don't know control i'm just now putting my whole control toward life to the universe Definitely. rather than me thinking i'm in control Definitely. So who do you decide who you want to work with at this point? Because I heard you were working with Bella Thorne. Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? That was ridiculous. Um, uh, Alex set it up, and then um, I was with her. I was like, that's cool, Bella Thorne. And, like, you go in these situations thinking, like, maybe I'll get – because you have to get something out of it. It's a job. Right. They don't realize, like, I get that she's doing movies and she's Bella Thorne and, like, making a living doing what she does and has all – hey, I could do music today. Like, let me try that. It's a hobby, right? Right. But this is my job. Yeah. Like, I have a baby to take care of. I have myself. We have, like, a whole life. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, so it's not, like, just fun and games type thing, right? Right. So – um. and then so I get there. I'm, I'm thinking I'm maybe something will come out of it. Maybe, like – either recognition or Instagram tag, anything, right? Whatever it is. You don't want to go right in and saying, I'm going to charge them this much for a beat. Right. You just want to make the music first or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully if you guys have a good relationship, they shout you, you out when it, it drops. After, yeah. yeah, you figure it out after. And, um, but like, it dropped. And the vibe, like, I just felt like, I, I felt like I was doing it for no reason. Mm. Truthfully. And then also you bring a, like, if, so music is not her thing, right? She does movies. If I did movies and she was, if I, she asked me to do it, say if I, if I, we swapped roles, I'm about to do a movie with her and she's helping me do that, right? Mm. I wouldn't put no my input. I would just listen to her and do what she said, right? Right. But like when making music with her, she's like not listening to the writer or kind of like putting a lot of her input. Right. Which I don't think that would work out. Fans, they're not going to take it serious. Right. You got to bring, I think it should have been like, we bring in fucking writers and there's no input on your end. You listen to writers and we make the song. I mean, that's probably when the it musicians goes the best, do it, right? Like and when, then you <laughs> just imitate what we're doing. You're the face. Right. So then I already hear the record's not coming out how I expected it at all. And I just, um, I was like, well, what's going on? So I'm like, okay, maybe, so it comes out and maybe we'll get tagged. She didn't tag us uh-huh. or anything. So it's like, now let's just charge them shit of money for the beat. Yeah. And, the, and you did? No, that's what we're going to do. Oh, okay. I guess we have to. <laughs> but it must just feel fucking weird. I'm not getting weird. that. I, I, right. This is my life. But, I mean, there's a difference between, like, now you're working with this girl who was, like, a you know, child star or whatever. And now I she's this famous model or whatever. But I'm saying, like, you used to be in the studio with people that were just your homies yeah. that were, like, real artists who were just doing, like, making good, art. Good, good music that I yeah. enjoy. Right. And that's different. I'm, having, I'm, so I'm, I'm getting enjoyment out of it. Mm. And I'm all, then it might lead to something. But, like, when I'm not enjoying making the music because it's, like, an awkward vibe and it's just like no one's listening to nothing and it's kind of like right it's not taken serious you see that dynamic unfolding more and more with different people who are trying to like make rap music now but they're basically just famous people or like youtubers or whatever where they get a writer they get a good producer and And if they do it good they listened probably right or they maybe well then it kind of becomes a game of like who can just follow the the pattern that has mm -hmm. been put here like who can do the best job recreating this reference track or yeah you know and i don't have a problem with reference tracks i think that's tight i think it's cool when all these ideas come together and they make and like it makes a fucking machine hit record i'm always it's it's actually like kind of impressive Mm. and people listen 
Right. And as you get close to the music industry, you start to realize that there's a lot of like extremely famous, well-respected artists who are basically doing getting the written. same exact thing. Yeah. Every, everything is getting written, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy when you think about so much of the... Because the you got to make hit records. It's a fucking business. And I never realized yeah, that. Definitely. I never even thought this was a business. I'm like, I'm having fucking fun. Like, and sometimes when I listen, I'll listen to a rapper's album. I'm not going to say any names, but I've listened to rappers' projects and my reaction was like, he should have got writers, you know, like he really oh, should have got I, some writers to make this now. better. Yeah. Even especially lately, I haven't been too impressed with a lot of like music. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm, I'm listening it with like in a resentful way. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. I think I used to, I, I do think that too. I wish there were some writers on this. Right. Like, or, if this, this, or this could have been better. That's why I thought when I listened to 6 9 I'm like, how did he not get somebody to write better songs for him? Because it's like, I don't really care about his own ability to right. make songs. I didn't expect him to be sitting in the yeah, studio for six months him. making the, the best album he could make. I know he's not that kind of guy. But like, my reaction was like, I hope he wasn't stupid enough to actually to honest, I don't make even know this. if I listened to it. I listened to it one time and it was I was I think I listened to like two songs. I listened to it on my phone. I was blown away by how shitty it was. It was bad? Oh, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was so fucking dreadful. It put me in a bad mood for a little really? bit. Yeah. One of them. Are you gonna interview him? No. If if he asked, would you do it? Nah. <laughs> Just because you gotta stay like on one hand it would be interesting because it would be fucking fun as fuck to call him out on shit. But then the same, like he wouldn't do it because he would know that that's exactly what I was gonna do. But like during that album coming out, he tried to get interviews with everybody in hip hop, and nobody would do it. Like Breakfast right. Club said no. Really? That that's why he did the Shade Room and he did fucking Logan Paul. <laughs> I just like talking about. It, I can hear this man's voice in my head. Yes. Oh my god! They said he got a new single coming out. I'm very interested to hear that. To be <laughs> honest, like they said it was called Shooters. No. Yes, and that, that's what I all of a sudden got interested. Like, is this idiot really gonna try to make another gangster record? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. What are your like real goals at this point in terms of like what you feel like you want to accomplish? Like you've, you've made a lot of big moves in the game so far, but what are the things that you could do that would really stand out to you? I think uh, I think uh, sign, doing. I want to get more like do grown stuff, like maybe like signing more people mm. or like uh, setting what records up, not just making the beat. But having input on the beat, doing doing stuff on the beat, and then setting this artist up with this artist and doing that mm. more, like putting pieces together, and um, I don't know, right? And maybe uh, work just doing that and like lead to other businesses. Because mm. you know, one, I want something long term. I don't know, you know, you don't want long term music, is. right? Because like I, I was just thinking the DJ scheme, like the fact that he actually got this fucking album out and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's tight. That's pretty dope because we haven't really seen anybody from like the SoundCloud sort of wave who is actually mm. able to really like navigate what you had to do to put out like a full compilation right. album featuring all yeah, these that's, people. That's it, what I want to do. I think it's a lot harder, I think, than anybody would expect it's to like, be it's able to really make, get all those clearances on those records. And I know there were records that he wanted on there that he didn't get at the last minute and shit yeah. with Juice and X and shit. Yeah, so it's things like that, just putting things together. Um, I actually want to just keep, I want to work with new people, like not even really big people, but people that like, kind of like how I was with Tracy before mm. they, they, they blew up and like, I want to just build more of those. But I just want to kind of do that. It's fun. Right. Building new relationships and, uh, I don't know, just making new sounds and stuff. It would be cool to work with the, the mainstream big people, obviously, but it's like, no expectations. With somebody like Youngboy, though, is it like... I want to work with Youngboy again. Does that stand out to you as like, I got to figure out how to I make that shit happen I have a lot of shit again. with him, but uh, it's like um, one got leaked. 
Uh, shit like that started happening. Have you had to deal with that a lot? Yeah, a lot of leaked records. Who the fuck was leaking it? You ever figured uh, out? Some weirdos. Really? Oh, so it was people oh, hacking dude. your shit? It wasn't like some oh, dude the working one that there? The, oh my god, this kid, this one kid leaked the um, the young boy. He's like, we know him. Some goofy shit. Really? They can't like I, they want to show people they have a young boy record. Just wait till yeah. it comes. You don't even have a young boy record till it comes out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because or any record. Big records leak all the time. Like big Drake records leak and shit, and they get like twenty thousand views on YouTube by the hardcore fans. You don't fans. have a Drake record, right? Because leaks. it's never gonna get pushed. That's one thing you realize about the music industry is unless the record label is behind it, it might as well have not happened. Nah. Because it's and that's what's stressful you know? too about going in with music. Sometimes I'm sitting there, and I'm like. God, I gotta depend on the rapper rapping on the beat, then the getting cleared and all that or whatever. Mm. Then the record label wanting to, then him wanting to drop it even, just to like that's the whole living. That's I'm like damn. I kind of want to make shit run and throw shit it out on SoundCloud. Yeah, that, that's, that was time, I'm right? used to that. Just like fucking, we just make some bullshit and put it up, and then things go somewhere. It's funny how we all let SoundCloud die in front of us, and yeah, nobody we, did anything to stop it. <laughs> it's, why, why did it die? Because motherfuckers realized they could make money on streaming services. That's true. You know? And then the quality of music was getting good. Yeah. Now it's like things are getting, things are really good. There's a lot of records that are like legendary SoundCloud era records that weren't mixed or mastered or no, engineered in bad. any way. <laughs> it sounds so bad. Now yeah. like everything is like, dude, when you're going to drop, like these people will drop albums and that shit sounds fucking perfect. Even mm. the beat selection, the everything about the song it's really good yeah it's like more of an expectation now big expectation that was kind of part of the thing in the the gucci versus jeezy battle too that was a lot of those old gucci mixtape records <laughs> were like recorded in somebody's basement and nobody ever bothered through to go through and try to make that shit sound better that but shit's tight though it's kind of a vibe we watch it on our laptops on fucking youtube and nobody thinks about it you know yeah i don't know man um okay Anything you want the people to look out for or anything uh, in terms of, I, mean, I appreciate you coming through and having this conversation, honestly. Like the drug conversation me. is super fucking motivational and I really appreciate it because I just feel like there's so many kids that need to hear that shit yeah. and I just want to make sure that like that's out there as much as possible, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, uh, God, I lost my train of thought. No, that's okay. But I could talk about drug shit all day. No, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just important that the kids have it. fucking people to look to. Like, the same it's way that your old interview probably influenced some kids to well, think that drugs were tight. Now. Yeah, and now Not it's embarrassed. like... It's still kind of tight, right? But it's like... Um, I don't know. Shit's not cool. Yeah. Like you could, it, there's. I want someone to know, like, if, if they're getting fucked up right now while they're watching this, that's cool and all. But, like, um, I actually never thought that I could feel pretty happy not like how i do now sober i never thought it was possible even when after i got sober a month after i was like there's no way i'm gonna survive and i truly feel happy listening to what other sober people did right like if you're getting fucked up out go find help like go to a 12-step program whatever it is i don't know just it's possible i'm just saying it's possible yeah. i don't want to promote it or nothing no but for real like that there's i'm just saying my story i actually never believed in and wh happened. wherever they're at they ain't as far in as you were Oh no, no! Nah, I, I went. I mean, I, I spent so much money. I mean, I had all. I mean, it was so much. I would spend a whole royalty check, ninety thousand right. dollars on drugs in three three months. For real? Yeah. I mean, I was going hard, and then I'm also getting everyone else high, and I'm putting people. I'm taking hostages with me, right? Yeah. I mean, like they don't even do the drugs I'm doing, but I'm like, you guys are gonna do these shit. Oh, They're doing it and all this shit. This is fire. Like, and then they're stuck in it. And yeah, it was. It's just. It was. I'm, I was going harder than I think anyone in the rap game even. Wow. I truly believe that. 
I mean, I kind of believe that strategically too. and like, it was like planned. It was like, I'm going to fuck it up and, for, on, and everyone's going to feel bad for me. Right. Like in my head, I, it's fucking insane. We got to put you up there next to DMX in the, the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, he went pretty hard. He was doing different drugs. I think, I think <laughs> me, and him, me and him would party good together. You never smoked crack? No, I for sure have. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that was my shit. Like, that's it. like I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't have no shame because it's like I don't know. It's not me no more. No, but as long I couldn't even picture myself right now doing that. Like I can't right. even believe. I don't even. It was. It's so fucking insane. But in order for your story to mean something, you have to fucking own up oh, to that shit oh, dude, and really I, talk thing, about my it. Thing you was know, full of fentanyl crack. Mm. But back to I mean, it was all day. Right then. I mean, people knew. I mean, I was doing this shit low-key in front of people. Like, it started right. getting out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing I don't get. Why do you judge someone like, oh, no, Coke's straight. You're just snorting oh, Coke. Yeah. You're fucking good. But the if you're smoking that- this, literally, I felt, so I've gotten, I've done Coke, and I thought I was going to die. I've been to hospital more times for Coke. Mm. I mean, I, so when I was smoking it, I didn't get the that um, anxiety feeling, and I wouldn't die that way. Mm. So I, I strategically did this shit, right? But it was just like, um, I just got around the wrong people and tried. And I just, dude, I wanted to fuck my life up that way. Right. I wanted to go all the way balls deep. like, And it happened. And I, I'm all, I don't care. I own up to it now. If you start to get into that mind state of like being like, like calling out one drug is bad, but this one's all right. It makes no sense. You're going to be hypocritical within a Bro, short period drinking, of time. I've gotten more, any drug, any drug I've ever done, I've done all drugs, ketamine, GHB, everything. Everything except acid. Really? Yeah. I don't like anything that's like psychedelic. But um, I don't blame it. Bro, drink. I've gotten more fucked up off of drinking alcohol than any of those other drugs. Mm. I mean, drinking alcohol is the most dangerous drug, I feel like. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm not even judging. I, well, it's the easiest it's to pre- access. Easiest to access. They're socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. But then like, but I did this one, so you're going to judge me for that. Like, I don't get it. I don't, right. I, they're all fucking bad. Like, and it's not, they're not bad. Actually, I'm lying. They're not bad. The drugs aren't bad. That's like saying airplanes are bad. You could right. die in an airplane. You could die doing drugs. Right. It's the person. I am bad. I abuse it bad. Right. Like, no, I know people who were alcoholics that had worse shit happen to their life because of alcohol than vast majority of the people would have off of heroin yeah. or whatever. It's like, if you're going to take that drug, like, really, they're all just tools by which you're, like, inflicting this damage on yourself. Yeah. You and know? it's okay. If it, it, it's the problem to me. It's me. I'm the problem. The drugs aren't the problem. Mm. Drugs are fine. Yeah. You could do them normal. Good. You drink normal. You go out with your friends drinking. It's the person who's using them and how I use them. Yeah. We all know people who have, uh, you know, safe relationships with, uh, yeah, with drugs within certain I environments. I Alex drink yeah. one beer and that's fucking insane to me. Mm. It makes no sense. Yeah. Why am I going to drink piss water? If I'm not going to get fucked up. It was funny. When like, my I got to get, I got to drink 10. When my girl was up. giving birth, it was funny hearing her react to like what it was like to be on painkillers and like hearing her first reaction to it. She never really she been on it. this shit before. No, she fucking hated it. She got really? so itchy. And it's funny oh, to me. Great. I'm like thinking like, <laughs> I'm like, you ain't heard all these rappers talking about itching off drugs and shit. And like, I mean, this is fire. like, that's obvious to me. Like, of course, yeah, you take a perk, you fucking start itching. That's what it oh, does. Leg. I'll be scratching my legs till they're bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> That was, weird, that, that was a weird time. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Big Head, yo, I appreciate you coming through for real, man. Yeah. And I think the story is going to inspire a lot of people, and yeah. the, they, they're going to appreciate seeing the growth for sure. Yeah, we got some new shit coming up soon, some really, really random projects and just cool shit. Shit is happening really randomly. I'm ready. We got to get Fred Durst on the fucking rock slash rap album. Yeah, if you have any recommendations, let oh, me yeah. know. Or oh. you have anyone you want to... We all could, kinds we could of work ideas. together on it. We could do whatever. 
Damn, that's, it's really that's good, cool. Man. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds. I mean, I'm judging it, right? Like I'm the type. To, I'm really judgmental, and I actually enjoy it. A big head album where you just have beats with all these different legendary rock like musicians it's or really like tight. people and, and then it's just like oh yeah like we got a young thug song and he's on this fucking slayer collab track <laughs> that i did that would blow people's fucking minds that yeah. honestly would be like a really good lane it's to really try weird. to own three yeah. days grace young thug. that's pretty legend it's oh pretty, yeah that's it's crazy pretty, yeah and it's like real drums it's it's, it's really cool it's i just want i need i need a, i need ideas on who and that who else to get these things on hmm we gotta get a rock a and r guy or some shit yeah yeah fuck all right, well, Big Head, appreciate you, man. Thank you man. so much. Big Head, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. <laughs>